guys, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk. Today on the show, we have a guest who is a boss when it comes to mindset and self-love transformation. Now, for those of you who have been following me for a while, who have been following this podcast for a while, know that I am literally all about mindset and I try my best to educate myself daily about ways in which I can actually take control of the mind and be more aware of my thoughts and kind of just, you know, master that. I feel there's just so many little secrets to understanding the power of the mind and that's why you guys will be seeing a lot of mindset related content on this podcast so stay tuned this is why today on the show i have a guest who's here to teach us all about the tools we can use to own our thoughts and also guys she will be diving a lot into manifestation so if you're all about manifestation make sure to stay till the end of this episode so joining me today is eden who is here to talk to us all about the secrets to controlling the mind Hi guys, I am Sagrika, your host at the Let's Talk podcast. On this podcast, I invite students to discuss topics that are essential to student life. And I believe listening to others and their stories is a great way to find yourself in the journey. So please join me with learning something new in every episode we have. Thank you for being a part of this community. I'm happy you're here. Hi, Eden. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for taking out time to actually be a part of this. It means so much. Thank you so much. Hi. Hi, everyone. I feel so honored that I was actually chosen by your host to be able to be the guest. Um, and yes, we are going to be talking about manifestation and the power of the mind, which is incredible. Like the way you can use that to actually impact your life in ways that are just magical, in my opinion, is insane. Um, and I have so much to share with you today. I don't know how much time we have, but I will try to give you as much as I can in the time allotted. So yeah, how, where, where, do you, where do we even begin? Tell me about yourself, Eden. Like, how did this whole mindset journey start for you? I know for me personally, it started right when I started my podcast. I was just so introduced to new people talking about mindset. And I was like, wait, what is mindset? But how did it start for you? And how did it become so important in your life? I love that you're starting with this question. I feel like lately, because I've been um, offered to be a guest speaker on many different podcasts, I've been repeating the story over and over again, which has caused me, it's a good thing, it's caused me to feel empowered by myself, to remind myself that this is where I started, this is how I started. My story actually begins um, in high school. I was the shy girl, wasn't really the one to answer questions, raise my hands, didn't have that many friends. I had like my my designated friend group and that was who I stuck with until this day. Um, I didn't feel myself to be so confident, let alone speak in public. So I don't know how I'm doing this now, but I was definitely not this person back in high school. Right after high school, um, I don't know what shifted in my life. Obviously, it didn't happen overnight. It was something that accumulated over a few years. But I decided that I'm going to, as soon as I left high school, I'm going to be confident. I'm going to have friends. I'm going to do everything I need to do to make sure that I present myself as a confident person I thought I would be. Unfortunately, that led me to actually get into the wrong crowd. And as a teenager, I didn't see that um you know, people would be telling me this isn't the right craft for me, but I wasn't, I wasn't open to other people's um, opinions at the time. 
So time went on and I just started like digging my hole deeper and deeper, going in head first. Um, and I'm assuming this is a story that most teenagers can relate to, especially right out of high school, feeling like they have, you know, like they have the freedom to do whatever the hell they want to do. Um, but at the end of the day, some things are not <laughs> sometimes like we just do things that, you know, you just dig yourself deeper and deeper. And that's what happened to me. And I've spent four years digging this hole. Um, until one day I literally hit rock bottom. I remember it was, I can say it was so far and I hope it would be the worst day of my life. I don't want to ever experience something like this again. And I remember just sitting in in the car with my mom and like bawling my eyes out and, and she was there for me. Um, but this is when I hit rock bottom and sometimes you need that slap in the face to remember um, where you are, what you're doing and kind of wake up. And this happened to me when I was 21 years old. So it was a pretty young age. Um, and that was also a time where I was, uh, becoming a little bit wiser. I wasn't that young teen anymore. I was growing out of, you know, all these things that I, that wasn't helping me at all. So when I hit this rock bottom, when the slap came to my face, it woke me up so fast, um, and I and that's when I started my journey to transformation, to spirituality, to really understanding what have I been doing with my life until now, and what can I do to fix this. But the fact remained in that moment that there are some things that I could not control. For example, things that already happened were my lowest breaking point. It had already happened. I can't control that. I can't turn the clock back around. What can I do from now where I'm standing right now? What can I do to change that and to move forward? So that's where my journey began. We all go through those lows and that negative point in our lives, but how can you use that to your advantage? Mm-hmm. And that's one question I keep asking myself, like whenever I have those bad days, right? You're like, wait, what can I learn from this? What is it trying to teach me? How can I grow from this, you know? But what you said right now about like, you know, being at your lowest point, I'm actually going to talk about it more in this episode. But what was the feeling like in your head at that time where you felt like everything was just going downhill, nothing was working in your favor, you couldn't control anything? What was your mindset at the time? And how did you kind of, you know, get out of that? I will be honest with you. I don't, I can't even explain it with words, that feeling, because all I remember doing was crying my eyes out. I, it was terrible. Um, it's a feeling of remorse, of guilt, of shame, of, um, so worried. I'm not going to get into exactly what happened because it's very personal, but I was very, very, very worried. Um, and I was scared. You know what? That would be the perfect word to describe it. I was terrified. Um, I've never experienced anything like this in my life. And I'm just so blessed to have my, you know, my support system, who, you know, my husband, my parents, my friends who actually supported me through this time, because otherwise I would have totally lost control over my life. Like, uh, it, it's like you have no control and your life is just spiraling. And within seconds, everything just goes up in flames. It's terrible. It's a, it's a feeling like that that rock bottom is something that nobody wants to experience. The most important part here is actually the transition you've made, right? Like how the journey has taught you so much and how you moved from point A to point B. In that time, you don't want to listen to anyone. You don't want to make no improvements. You just want to, you know, shut off for the world and just stay in your little bubble. But the fact that you found courage to be able to actually just step out of your comfort zone and actually make those decisions, like that's crazy. And I Mm -hmm. hope people listen to this episode and just get inspired from your story. I feel when it comes to mindset, the first thing that people think about is, oh wait, 
how can I find joy? How can I find my passion? How can I find my purpose? How can I reduce stress? So I feel like before diving into this episode, I kind of want to ask you if you were to describe the solution to these problems in two sentences, what would it be? Like, I know you can't describe this in two sentences because like that's there's no way you can answer this in two sentences. But if you were to actually give the solution to these problems in maybe the shortest way possible, what would it be? There are so many solutions. I cannot say that there's one path to finding your purpose, to finding your passion. As a matter of fact, every person is its own path on its on its own. You know, one path may not work for another. But what I can say is, you know, we're talking about energy now and the power of the mind and manifestation. And it, it really ties in very well with finding your purpose and your mission and your passion in life. And that all comes down that when you're in tune with yourself, when you are aligned, and when I say aligned, I mean mind, body, and soul, right? Because there's that triangle. And if there's one of the pieces that's out of place, whether it's your mind or your body or your soul, everything else is going to be affected because they are all linked. Understand? It's, it's, it's not like you can play the part and take care of your body, but not take care of your mind or vice versa. You know, everything has to work in complete balance. And if one thing is out of balance, even even a little bit, everything else is going to shift with that. And what's like the best way to get into that balance and get in control of the mind, body, soul altogether? Okay, so this is something that I, I like to call um, the personal trifecta. I'm actually, I have a book that's coming out on October 28th. It's called The Pathway to Freedom. I talk a lot about my own transformation. I talk a lot about, I give um, different ideas of how you can transform your life and really find that balance. Um, how to start over and find that forgiveness and all of that, right? So that's in my book. The personal trifecta is also a concept that I bring out. Um, and that is the trifecta, which is the triangle, mind, body, and soul. How to align that, it really all depends on every person's needs, right? Everyone is an individual person. The thing is to remember that if you can take care of your body, and that means physically, that means self-care, that means self-love, everything that you do to stay presentable to the world, right? Taking in the right nutrition, um, working out. And I don't mean to be some sort of fitness guru or doing something so that everybody could know you as a certain title. I'm saying just for your body, that's taking care of your body part, your mind, meditations, yogas, positive affirmations, positive thinkings, um, and the list goes on and on going to sit in nature, listening to music, all of that keeps your mind healthy. Education, right? Listening to, to right. podcasts like this, um, that feeds your mind. And your soul, that would be something more spiritual, whether it's your religion or whether it's something that you do spiritually, like, um, like it can also be mantras, it could be meditation. Meditation is something very spiritual that aligns your chakras. And all these things are extremely, extremely spiritual. You know, we think of the body as something physical, but as a matter of fact, our bodies are just energy. It's, you know, you feel goosebumps, you feel emotions, you feel um, chills in your body. All of that is energy that's being sent throughout your body all all the time. And we seem to ignore it because we think it's a response of a, something physical, but it's not. Our emotions are not something physical. And we're constantly having emotions, whether it's just focus or, 
or upset or happy or whatever it is, you know, that's energy. And if we can learn to align ourselves and that can be, I do it through meditation a lot, you know, I will turn up some music and I will meditate. Um, that will really align me with who I am. And once you're aligned with yourself, and once you're true with yourself, right, rip off that mask that we all walk around with, then you can be true to yourself and find out what your mission is, what your passion is. That's number one. I would say another way to find your mission, and this is one that's also very powerful um, and also very empowering, and I've been doing this myself. I'm actually doing it right now as I'm talking to you. <laughs> um, finding your mission is by actually looking at something that you're terrified of doing and pursuing that. And what I mean is a lot of times we as human beings, we have limiting beliefs. We're afraid of speaking in public. We're afraid of dancing in public. We're afraid of singing in public. We're afraid of doing anything that might seem, that might make us look a little bit weird or not accepted in, in the eye of the public. That's a limiting belief. Now, a lot of times our mission in life is something that we're totally afraid of. For example, I like to tell people, if you're afraid of speaking, maybe you should pursue that because maybe your mission in life, because maybe your mission in life is to actually inspire people through speech. If you're afraid of singing, maybe start singing because maybe your mission in life is to touch people's souls through your words, through your songs, you know, and, and people are so afraid of, of reaching to that, to that other end of that spectrum, right? To reaching to their fears. But a lot of times we are put here on this earth to actually discover a mission. And our mission is like is like a treasure hunt, right? Treasure hunt hunts are like on the maps, there's like different things that will are different obstacles that will push you away from actually finding the treasure, right? So these fears, these limiting beliefs are actually obstacles or excuses that push you away from finding your mission. But at the end of the day, your mission is the treasure. And that's where you're going for. And if, even if that means you have to jump over the obstacles or break right through them, that's what you're going to have to do. Um, and that's very empowering. Um, I have a terrible, I mean, I used to have, not anymore. I'm, I'm working on it um, a lot. I used to have a, a fear of, of speaking in public. I remember the first time I had to speak in public. I, it was in high school and I totally burst out crying in front of the entire class. It was humiliating that the principal actually... Um, made sure that I wouldn't have to take any more public speaking classes. I was so terrible. I'm not even joking. <laughs> I was terrible. Um, but, but I noticed that, you know, I wanted to inspire people and I loved speaking. So I would practice and practice and, and, you know, friends would support me and, and I would feel stupid and awkward, but I did it and I pushed through it. And, you know, look at me now, I'm talking to you on a podcast and who knew that this would be my mission, something wow. that I'm totally terrified <laughs> of. Right. So, so finding your mission and purpose you can do it in so many different ways. I just gave you two of the most powerful ways you can do that. And that's just something that I've experienced in my own life. I love that. I would not have looked at it from that perspective, you know, mm -hmm. because you look at your fears and you're like, wait, that's holding me back, but I'm not going to let my fears take over me. But your perspective is so different. It's more like, oh, wait, you know what? I'm going to confront my fears. I'm going to talk to it and actually, you know, make something out of it. In your case, it was public speaking. But let's say someone is scared to maybe start a business of their own or maybe start mm -hmm. something on social media. Like that's their fear of being, you know, out there. Or maybe get into relationships. People are terrified of that. Yeah, exactly. How can people now confront that fear of actually getting into another relationship 
Right. So I'm not a relationship mentor or coach or anything. So I wouldn't have exactly, you know, the right path to take for that. Um, that's why it's always great to have a mentor in that field. I, um, I, what I would say is if somebody is really scared of, of getting into a relationship, find yourself somebody you can talk to. Get yourself a therapist. It's not a shame to speak to a therapist. Having a therapist by you is the number one definition of self-care. If you care about yourself, get yourself someone who can help you because you're only human. You know, I have news for you. <laughs> you're, you, you can get through everything on your own. And as human beings, we we tend to need other human beings for support, a shoulder to cry on, a hand to hold. And if you don't have a friend or somebody that can actually do that for you, get yourself a therapist. That's what they're here for. And if you don't find the right one, go on a search and yeah. look for somebody who's good enough for you. You will find somebody and it will really, really help you get out of that fair. And and who knows? Maybe that can bring about your happily ever And there's after, so much power know? in human connection. There's so much power because just talking mm-hmm. to someone who really understands or someone who can give you genuine advice, you start to understand about your ways of thinking, your patterns, your habits, why you respond a certain way, what triggers you. And you start to really dig deep into, 100%. exactly, dig deep into like, why things don't work out or how it's not working out. And like, that's also a step to healing, you know? 100%. Never, ever hold back your emotions. The step to healing, like you said, is actually admitting that you are feeling this emotion and accept it. This is what I'm feeling right now. Accept it, but don't get stuck in it. This is what I'm feeling right now. Allow yourself to feel it because you're having this emotion for a reason. That emotion is energy. If you, if you leave energy stuck in your body, at some point it's going to explode. Mm-hmm. It needs to be felt. It needs to, to know that you have, that it has your attention. And after that, what can I do from there? I just want to say, um, before we get into the next question you might have for me, speaking about fears and we were talking about overcoming fears, there is an important lesson I learned. And I, it's a funny way I learned this. I actually watched this um, fantasy movie. I don't remember what it was. But I'm not even joking. There were these magical creatures um, versus, you know, the human beings. Obviously, it's fantasy. And this magical creature would say to the human beings, I don't, this is what they said. I don't understand why you're always trying to overcome fear. Fear is a necessity for your survival. Why are you trying to overcome it? And that hit me. Like, I was watching it and I paused it. I was like, whoa what like that was that was like a message for me and i realized we really don't need to overcome fear we have fear for a reason fear is for our survival what we need to overcome is our limiting beliefs our insecurities that's not fear it stems from fear but it's not fear we need fear we need fear otherwise you walk across the street without looking otherwise we would uh touch fire we would do crazy things jump off a building and we would not be afraid we need to be afraid. We do not need to have limiting beliefs. We do not need to be insecure. So there's a very big difference. And I just want to put that out there because um, I, I did post it on my Instagram. And I know that if people are going to be listening to this, they're going to be wondering like, wait, she said this before. Why is she going back on her words? <laughs> I just want to put it out there. Like it's very important. <laughs> that is so inspiring. I think sometimes just listening to these positive words is all you need to get started. And I also want to say that you know, the process of healing and just kind of overcoming fear, this is not something that happens overnight. You know, it does not happen overnight. Like you genuinely have to take responsibility. You have to do things that 
align with your purpose. And we mentioned a few things early in this episode, meditation, you know, powerful affirmations, but it's something that you need to start and stick with, like almost make it a daily routine because that's mm-hmm. something that's going to help you then, you know, right. throughout. 100%. You can't just do it. You can't just do it one day and then expect your life to change. It's Mm -hmm. something that you need to commit to. And that is self-care. Right. And it can be even like writing in a journal or turning up some music or talking to somebody who encourages you. It could be something as small as looking in the mirror and giving yourself that pat on the shoulder, whatever it is. Exactly. Um, 100%. And fear is not the monster. Do not be afraid of being afraid. Your insecurities, your, your limiting beliefs, that's the monster not your fears and one thing you also talk about a lot in your podcast is this whole idea of the more you give the more you get and that kind of resonated with me because that ties with karma right why do you think the Mm -hmm. whole idea of karma is important to remember when like cultivating a growth mindset and that once you give out good into the world you give out kindness into the world you will get that back but why is that important to remember when thinking about mindset and growth I love this question uh, because I have the answer for it. (laughs) Um, So there's something I like to call self-incriminating karma. First of all, again, I'm just going to mention my book here because I did write it down in my introduction. And I'm going to just repeat exactly what I wrote in my book because I think it's very powerful and it ties in very well here. Um, Everything has a source, right? You look at the tides, right? The ocean. At night, they are attracted to the moon, right? Gravity pulls Mm -hmm. them up higher. You look at the fire. Fire always, the flame always goes upwards. The reason for that is because everything has a source and the byproduct of that source will always be attracted to its source. The water will be attracted to the solar system because that's where it's from. The fire will be attracted to go upwards because the sun is its source. The sound waves, they will come out from you and always come back towards you because you are the source. The words are your source, are, are, are your byproduct and it will come back to you. The same thing with karma. What you do is going to come back to you. You're going to start at one point, but at the end of the day, you're going to come back to that same starting point because it's literally a circle. So it's, it's simple as that. It's just like we have the law of gravity. We know that when you throw something up, it's going to come back down. We don't expect it to stay stuck in the air or to fly up, right? You're jumping off a building. You're coming right down, right? There's something called the law of attraction. And it's something that we usually, a lot of people question. Um, the reason for that is because a lot of people haven't experienced it yet. Nobody has experienced not nobody has experienced jumping off roof and flying back up right it's it's something that is literally a law and you can't just decide to throw a ball up and expect it to stay in the air that's why we believe in it so strongly the problem is that with the law of attraction as much as it's true a lot of people don't know how to use it so they believe that it isn't correct that it isn't true but at the end of the day the law of attraction is very real Karma is very real. Um, She's not the bitch we think of her to be. She's an amazing, amazing sidekick if we use her properly. Um, And and self-incriminating karma is also very important because a lot of things that we do in our life will correspond back to us, like that circle. We throw it out, it will come right back to us, right? So we were talking about... um, karma and the more you give the more you get what that means is i like to think of you know if you can just close your eyes for a second and just imagine 
that there's this tube or connection from the top of your head, right? That's connected to this unlimited source of energy. You can think of it as a God. You think you can think of it as source. You can think of it as whatever you want. And you are directly connected to the source. Now you have, because you are directly connected to the source, you are constantly being filled with abundance and blessings all the time, all the time, all the time, right? Now, if I were to tell you that I have a glass of water next to me and it's filled with water to the brim, if I try to fill in more water, what's going to happen to that cup? It's, it's going to overflow because it has already water filled into the top. It's not going to hold any more water. What do I need to do in order to fill in more water? I need to empty the cup out from some water to make room for more. Right. Right? If I empty that cup out from water, am I nervous about drinking the water thinking, oh, if I drink this water, I'm not going to have any more water? No, because you have a full jug of water next to you ready to pour into the cup more as soon as you need more water. The same is with our life. We are constantly being filled with abundance and blessings, whether you see it or not, but you are. You wake up in the morning, you open your eyes, you can see, you can breathe, you can eat, you can smell, you can do everything, right? You're healthy, your organs work throughout the night when you're not even conscious, your body works 24-7. Things that you do all the time, things happening around you, the fact that your floor didn't collapse in the middle of the night and you got crumbled and crushed under your house is a whole miracle in itself, right? That's abundance and blessings that you're constantly being given from this source, Now, at some point, we're going to have to let go in order to receive more, because if we're filled to the brim and we're still getting abundance, it's just going to spill out and we're not going to be able to receive it. So that's where giving comes in. When you give, when you give without the fear of not having any more, whether it's your time, whether it's money, whether it's help, whatever it is, the more you will be able to receive because you're making room for more. That's karma, because The more you give, the more you can get back. And a lot of people think in lack, thinking, oh, if I give money, for example, I'm losing out on this amount of money, right? If I give my time, I'm going to, I'm less, I have less time in my day. But that's not true because the more you will give, the more room you give yourself to actually receive more. And that's where karma comes in. And that's where karma comes in when I say, when I say the more you give, the more you get, it's extremely important to remember that what comes around goes around in the world, a circle and whatever point you're at right now, you're going to come back to it. So you might as well leave that door open so you can walk right in. That analogy is so thoughtful. Firstly, like that's something that I can always think of when thinking about karma. You know, it's something that sticks with me. One thing I wanted to talk about was the fact that when people think of karma, right? Like you need to be in a different space, headspace when it comes to karma, because once you're giving out, you know, you shouldn't expect anything in return. Not expecting something in return. If you are 100% believing that you are connected to the source, that you have unlimited potential resources and infinite good coming to you all the time, then it's not that you don't have to, that you're giving without expecting to get something in return because you know that you're getting it in return already. Because the second you give, you're already filled with more. There's no expectations there. It's just like, if you truly believe that you are connected to the source, that you are one with it, that you are aligned with yourself, right, your personal trifecta, and that you are actually transforming and going through this journey, you will be given more. And that's something that's not, it's not expected. It's not not expected. It's just something, it's a fact, so to speak. Exactly, because I have met a few friends who 
belief in karma of course but it's more like okay you know i am going to do this to get something in return and that's why sometimes they don't do that out of a good intention if that makes sense because they're not as you said they're not truly believing mm-hmm. the source they're not truly connected with the source and their reasoning for doing that is something else just to get something in return i feel people they don't really know what their strengths are or maybe they haven't spent too much time developing their strengths and you know when this whole imposter syndrome hits in and anxiety takes over like in these times how can we as individuals kind of you know develop our strengths and recognize our worth to 100%. see our behavior because that is so important just recognizing your strength you know right and i think um knowing your strength is extremely extremely important i can't say enough how important it is to actually know your strengths and your weaknesses i like to think of life as a game right life the game of life you're coming in with in this world, into this game, so to speak. And your job is to complete this mission, right? Think of it like a, like a video game, right? You're in this world and you're here to complete a mission. Now, in order to complete this mission, you are given a toolbox with all your tools that you will need to cross the river, avoid obstacles, break through some walls and achieve your mission and your higher purpose. Your strengths and weaknesses are these tools. Both are extremely important. If you know your strengths, you know how to play them, then you can get ahead of the game and actually use them properly. If you know your weaknesses, even better, because you can actually build on those weaknesses and turn them into strengths, which will be your bonus tools to to, uh, get to your mission even faster, to get to that treasure even faster. It's not going to be easier, but if you have your, if you know your strengths and your weaknesses, it definitely makes the whole job way easier. It'll, it'll give you this clear vision of where you're headed to, what you have control over and what you don't. And I feel that's kind of the hardest part, you know, just understanding the root of the cause. Because we, like, think about it, as humans, we literally just want to jump from one point to another. And we just don't want to spend too much time actually appreciating our strengths just because doing things at the right time, right age, like we're just so clouded with all those thoughts that we actually don't look at what's actually going right. You know, think about it. What if you actually spend time on your strengths and work on those strengths? 100%. And you know what I, I, I like to say, you try, you know, whoever's listening to this episode right now, I want you to try this. And I'm telling you, it's going to work. Um, and if you want to like even DM me after you try this to let me know how well it worked for you, I would love that. Take this example. I'm going to take a piece of paper and I want you to like make a line straight down the middle. On one side, write strengths. On the other side, write weaknesses. I want you to come up with 10 strengths and 10 weaknesses. If you can come up with more, good for you. But once you have these strengths and weaknesses out on paper, it'll be so much easier for you to actually know where you're headed to, to actually know, oh, I have a strength. I have a strength to make the, to make people happy. I have a strength to sympathize with people. I have a strength called compassion. I have a strength of kindness. I have a strength of love. I have a strength of pushing forward. I have a strength of resiliency. I have a strength of confidence. All of these are strengths. Okay, that's your strength to move forward. Those are the tools you were given, your God-given gifts, your talents. These are all things that you were given at birth in order to push through obstacles that you're going to go through in order to achieve your mission. On the other side, write your weaknesses. It could be, I am lazy. I am not focused. I am a procrastinator. I am, you know, I tend to get angry fast. That's a weakness, you know, and I share that weakness as well. 
Um, and all these things are your weaknesses. And when you know, okay, these are my weaknesses, I'm going to work on these and turn them into strengths. So if I know that I get angry fast, I'm going to work on myself and turn anger into patience or turn anger into passion, right? If I know that I'm lazy or unfocused, I can turn that weakness and use it for the better, for the better good and actually turn it into a strength. And then you'll see that the weaknesses are becoming less because you're transferring those weaknesses and turning them into strengths. On my own podcast, Mending Broken Beliefs, I spoke with uh, her name. She was a, a soldier in the U.S. Army, a veteran. Um, and I, I spoke with her about this topic and, and she literally straight up said, like, it's literally like you're going to battle to war. Not only do you need to know your enemies, weaknesses and strengths, you need to know your own weaknesses and strengths because you need to know to be ahead of the game so you can already know where they're going to hit you. If you know where you're weak at, you need to double your efforts over there. If you know where you're strong, then you feel a little bit more secure there. Right. So when you it's like it's like the game of life, you need to know where you need more, where you need more ammo, where you need that more uh, secure spot. If it's your weakness, if you know that you are that you have a weakness to get angry, then maybe double your efforts to try to become more aware of whenever you get angry, take a few breaths and that will turn into habit. Right. Habit are actions that we do over and over again. And that habit will eventually turn anger into passion. It's like going back to what you said about the game of life. These are tools that we have. These are tools that we can make so much meaning of. But it just requires some time with yourself, some time with yourself, with the pen and paper and actually brainstorming, actually diving deep into what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? Literally, as you said, I've not done this before, but when I do journal sometimes in the morning, I do write things that I'm grateful for. And sometimes those are my strengths, things that I'm grateful for. Like, as you said, you know, the ability to make people happy, the ability to give people information, to inspire them, little things like that are my strengths. And if you write them down, you only start to see how much more you're grateful for. And now, as you said, using that to your advantage by also writing down the weaknesses, that's only a win-win situation for you if you think about it right and that also builds that self-love it builds that self-care it brings that awareness that mindfulness it's 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 like like i said it's a circle it's a ripple effect you're just gonna gain good from it that's that's really the truth it's all it's all really for your benefit this whole activity of just writing everything down and you know diving deep into how you are as a person has helped me personally just not care too much about other people's opinions if i myself recognize my weaknesses my strengths no matter what other people say about my weaknesses i don't care because i know what i have to work on mm -hmm. so whatever they say about me doesn't matter to me and this is coming from someone who cared so much about other people what they said what they do how they how they think <laughs> of me and those little details that now like if you tell me that someone said something behind my back i'm like okay cool you know, that, that's the mindset shift that I'm trying to get at. Yep. And that's confidence right there. That's confidence right there. And that's what you get from knowing who you are. And who you are is your strengths, your weaknesses, your character. Exactly. And that's why I love your podcast and your overall page. Because you have the real understanding of what people might be feeling. And your goal is to address that, right? Also, your book, I know you mentioned this right now, The Pathway to Freedom. It's launching in October. But tell me more about it. Like, what's your 
hope for your readers to learn from this book in terms of the right mindset? What do you want them to kind of get from this book? And what do you want them to feel after reading this book? Oh my God, I have so many hopes and dreams with this book. This book is was really inspired from my own journey to transformation. It was not easy for me. Um, and, you know, and, and actually coming to the point where I was able to write a book. Yeah, that, that's crazy. That to me is like insane. I know it's such a blessing. And I hope really what I really hope other people will gain from this book is the insight, the knowledge that most people don't have in their life. You know, and I'm, I'm 22. I, I, I can say I'm extremely young to have this kind of, of, you want to call it wisdom, so to speak, or knowledge. You know, a lot of times people will live till... 50, 60, 70, and they still can't bring themselves to be honest with themselves and find their strengths, find their weaknesses, become aware of who they are and what their passion is, right? And and that's a shame. But on the other hand, they also have the rest of their lives to work on that, right? Time is never up until it's up. So what I want people to know, my whole book is about building that transformation. It's about in order to build transformation, you need to break yourself down first in order to build yourself back up. And what I do is the first chapter is I talk about the foundations of life. The foundations of life are super, super important. And that's why I put it as the first chapter. I give an example always of imagine you're driving, right? And you see a house, you see a building, you see whatever it is, you know that whatever you're looking at has foundation. There's there's no way in the world that you can look at a building and it won't, and it will be standing erect without foundations holding it. The same thing with your life. Your life is no different. Your life is an empire that you're building every single day. And we spend, we tend to spend our lives 20 30 40 50 years decorating right we like the we're decorating the pillars we're gardening we're fixing we're even fixing and designing the inside so we feel at home with ourselves right what we forget is the most important thing and that's the foundations we're building and building and building and designing and redesigning without foundations. And at the end of the day, we reach the age of 40 and we have a mental breakdown. We have a midlife crisis. Everything comes crashing down and we're like, well, what happened? How could this happen? I worked so hard all my life to design this place to make sure everything's perfect, with the right job and the right significant other and everything, right? How could this happen to me? Well, you designed, your design was gorgeous, right? Everyone was jealous that you had the perfect life, but you didn't build on your foundations. And so every year your building was just sinking deeper and deeper until a big challenge came or a big hurricane or earthquake hit you and your empire just came crumbling down because there was nothing there to support mm-hmm. it that is your foundations to life and your foundations include your personality your values your strengths and weaknesses things that you need to know about yourself if you don't know who you are as a person if you don't know what you're here for any challenge that comes your way will cause you to have a midlife crisis And talking about foundations, would you say that, you know, what you put your energy and focus into and like what you can and cannot control is part of foundations? Because I know we talked about this before, but what you give your energy and focus into is so important when it comes to mindset, right? Like you wouldn't want to give your energy into things you can't control. Now, would you say that also forms the basis of like your foundation in life? 100%. Well, we are all energy. Everything about you is energy. Whatever you're looking at, has energy. Your body in itself, like I said before, is energy. So if you're giving your attention slash energy to something, you're passing on your energy to that thing you're giving attention to. 
So for example, right now at this moment, as I'm talking to you, I'm just staring at a chair. This chair in front of me is, is receiving my energy as I'm, mm-hmm. as I'm giving that my attention to it. So whatever you give your energy to, that's what you're going to be magnifying in your life. For example, it's like you're tuning yourself to the radio stations. I like to, to give this example because it's easy to understand and remember. When you're tuned into a rock station, you're expecting to hear rock, right? When you're tuning into a jazz station, you're expecting to hear jazz. The same thing with life. If you're tuned into the station of lack, expect to receive lack. If you're thinking in lack, oh, I don't have, I can't, I, I won't, I, I, I don't have time, I don't have money, I can't do this, right? I'm not healthy, I'm not able to, right? All these things are thoughts of lack. So if you are actually tuned into that station, the station of lack, that's where you're going to receive, that's where your attention is going, that's where you're giving, bringing to yourself. And that's what I like to call incriminating karma. At the same time, if you're tuned into the station of abundance, expect to receive abundance. Hello, welcome to the station. Here you're going to be listening to abundance and blessings and joy. And you are tuned. And even if you don't have something, change your words around. Instead of thinking in lack, for example, I don't have the money to buy this, say to yourself, I'm going to have this. Because at the end of the day, if you think in abundance and believe in it, you will have it. Or I'm working towards achieving this. Or I am in the process of receiving this. I love how you're walking us through this because I'm literally learning so much from you right now. It's crazy. Yes, 100%. And it's it's as simple as your thoughts and that your visualizations create your reality. And I will get into this last one um, before, before you ask me the next question, if you have any other questions. I like to think, this is part of manifestation, I'm going to get into it briefly. Your thoughts are, is the way we communicate with the universe, okay? So the universe has a language. It's called energy. It's called thoughts. It's called vibrations. Now, there's two different kinds of vibrations. There's high vibrations and low vibrations. High vibrations are positive thoughts. They create high waves in the atmosphere around you. And that signals to the universe, that's the language it speaks. And negative thoughts and negative emotions bring out um, low frequency vibrations, which will ripple out of you as low vibrations, like smaller waves. And that's what the universe reads. So, for example, if you want to manifest something and you are, you know, you're thinking you want to attract your significant other, you can, you have two options, you have two ways to do this. You can either think, um, universe, Thank you so much for everything. Please help me attract my significant other. I accept it, yada, 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 right? But at the same time, you're feeling jealous, upset, worried, angry, right? You're jealous that all your friends are getting married and you're not. You're worried they're going to be alone. You're afraid. The universe is not going to hear your words. The universe is only going to see the vibrations because that's the language it speaks, Right. It's like asking somebody who's not speaking your language. For example, we speak, I speak English. If I ask some, someone from China to pass me the salt and they're looking at me and they're like passing me the napkin, am I going to get angry at them? No, because they don't speak my language. They, they don't read my language. The same thing with the universe. How can I get mad at the universe for not understanding what, for giving me something that I didn't ask for? No, because it under the universe understood something based off of the language it speaks which is your emotions, the energy that we give off, not the words that we say. And how do you kind of 
train that energy to be exactly what we want to communicate. That is a lot of hard work. I've been practicing my it myself. Um, but what I could say is always be when you're especially especially when you're meditating when you're asking for something. Always make sure that you are in high vibrations. High vibrations are positive energies. This can be happiness, gratitude, joy, love, and all these things that's positive, right? So for example, if I want to ask for, if I want to ask for, for my significant other, and I really want to find somebody badly, right? What I would do is before I even ask, I would prepare my vibrations, meaning I would become grateful. Think of things that make you happy. Think of things that you're grateful for. Start listing those things. And it can be as small as I can see, I can feel, I can breathe. And that gratitude will automatically start growing in you and turn into love. That's when you are sending out high frequency vibrations. That's the best time for you to ask for whatever it is you're asking for, to manifest. On the other hand, do not ask for anything if you are feeling upset, angry, frustrated, worried, sad, jealous, upset, any of these things, depressed, anxious, stressed, right? All these things, don't ask for anything because it's going to come back mm. to you with negative energies. So you don't want those negative energies. You might as well not ask for anything. And if you're feeling that way, take a few breaths, do some meditation, feel that energy shift from negative to positive, and then you can ask when you're in the right mindset. It's very important because you're always attracting. It's not like you're putting it on pause and whenever you're ready, you're going to receive whatever it is. You're 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 always attracting. So make sure that your energies, and that's why it's important to always keep your energies at a level where you're feeling okay with yourself. If you're feeling down, that's fine. We have down days where human being t- beings too, but don't let that drag along because that's going to be the circle you're getting into. That's your manifestation. So energy is literally everything, everything. Absolutely. I am energy. You're energy. Everything I'm touching right now is energy. Um, If you break down, like I'm sitting by a table now, if I break down everything in this table, the only thing that's holding it is energy, molecules, atoms. Okay, so if someone wanted to get on the whole manifestation journey or just kind of, you know, get into the mindset journey and they get inspired after listening to this episode, what is one thing they can start right now? Like right now, this very second? I would say two things. Your thoughts. Oh, I can say three things, but I'll I'll just say three. Okay. <laughs> Number one, your thoughts. Extremely important. Your thoughts are the messages to the universe. So you are sending out messages through your thoughts. You're thinking in a certain way. That's the messages you're sending out. So keeping track of your thoughts, positive thinking is extremely important. But it's also extremely difficult because we have over 60,000 thoughts a day. So we need to remember and keep in mind that if we have a thought that we actually caps, that's a negative one, discard it and bring it in with a positive one. It's like slides. It's like watching a thought through, um, through a projector, right? So you can put in slides and whatever slide is in there, the projector will magnify the slides are the thoughts. Your mind is the projector. If you find a thought or a slide that's negative, chuck it in the garbage. If you find a thought that's positive, keep it in the projector because that's going to expand and that's the thought you're going to be having. That's number one way to manifest. Number two, visualization. The one thing that the brain cannot do, and the brain does many, many things. The one thing it does not do and cannot do is tell the difference between reality and illusion. So a lot of times, and, and tell me if you if you actually um, notice this in your own life, have you ever had a moment where you imagined something 
and your body felt as if it was real and you were actually feeling that experience in life. Oh, yes. I felt like I was in that moment, feeling that and expressing it. Yes. And it's just an imagination. Like if, if you're thinking of a new car, you'll, you can smell the new car. You'll suddenly start seeing that car everywhere you go. Um, it, your body, you can feel excitement in that imagination. You can feel fear in that imagination. Your body will build up on the inverse in response according to that imagination and act as if it's really happening. So what we, what we can do to manifest is actually visualize what we want and imagine it happening your body's going to react to it as if it's already happening, which is going to already create that, that future for you. It's not in the future anymore. It's in your present because it's happening right now. And that's manifesting. That the, that's the law of attraction. That's how you attract things to you because it's already happening. So your thoughts and visualization are super, super important. And number three, I would say your behaviors. Um, change up your habits. That's the only things that we can control are the, our thoughts, our visualizations, and our behaviors. And that is our loophole to manifesting. That's our loophole to attracting energies and positive things into our life. So if we can control those three things, which is literally the only thing we can control in life, in life our thoughts, our visualizations, and our behaviors, we will be able to manifest. And you can do that even right after listening to this episode you can already start by manifesting by utilizing these three things or loopholes that we were given in order to manifest and attract i love that and i think my favorite is behavior because that honestly makes or breaks if you need to act like it is yours and you're owning it you need to really feel it in your body in your mind that you know this mm-hmm. stuff is mine now 100 percent. well eden this was it for this episode thank you so much for talking to us today your words and your analogies are so thoughtful and so interesting and honestly makes it so much easier to understand what you're saying so thank you so much for that and make sure to also follow the let's talk pod on instagram for regular updates everything will be linked in the show notes as always remember to open up share and connect i will talk to you guys in my next episode see ya